0: بحمد الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه أما بعد يقول الإمام الذهبي رحمه الله تعالى الكبيرة الثانية عشرة al-zina wa ba'adhu akbaru ithmin min ba'adh al-imam al-zahabi may Allah azawajal have mercy upon him and upon his shaykh shaykh al-islam ibn taymiya and his brothers al-imam Abdullah ibn abdul hadi and imam al-muzzi wa ghayruhum wa alayna katharik he said the next kabira is the kabira of a zina and some zina is greater than other forms of zina so the zina has darajat and anwaa and from the categories or different types of zina is the zina of and muta the muta that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said about it, Ya ayyuhal nas, inni qad كُنْتُ adhantu lakum tistimna' minan nisa. Wa inna اللَّهَ ta'ala qad harrama ذَلِكَ ila yawm al Oh you people, I allowed you at one time to practice al muta with the women. But verily Allah has made that haram until yawm al qiyamah. So there was a time when al muta marriage was permissible. And then he made it haram in the year that they conquered the Yahud of khaybar And some of the companions narrated that it was in the year of Fath, Mecca. And from the narrators of this hadith is Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. So any revert Muslim or any Muslim who comes into the deen, do not be fooled by the authentic statement that Abdullah ibn Abbas عنه, was of the opinion that muta was permissible, that is authentic. But what's also authentic is that when he found out that it was made haram, and the companions told him about it, he left it and he dropped it. So I find it strange, Ikhwani Fi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned concerning his companions of Rasulullah الصادقون Allah described them as being the truthful ones. المفلحون Allah said about them رضي الله Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. هو الكتاب والحكمة he, Allah, is the one who sent to the unleaded people, a nabi from their own selves, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He purified them, he taught them the book, and he taught them the hikmah. So Allah has established in the Qur'an that the tazkiyah has come to the companions, and they were the ulama of the Qur'an, and the ulama of the sunnah. And then a group of people come today who say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi companions were kufar. And they say that muta marriage is halal, And they say that the Qur'an is incomplete. And they say part of their religion is a tuqya, talai. So they are liars, they have no adala, they have no diana and they make zina and they have children of zina because they practice muta marriage so Allah has established in the Quran that muta marriage was acceptable at one time but it has been abrogated until al qiyamah and from the zina that people from Ahl-Sunnah fall into is the zina of the man who divorces his wife three times and some people ten times some people twenty some people a hundred some people say to their wives, You're divorced a million times. And they remain living with the wife. All of the children that come after that third divorce is Zina. At talakum fa fa'imsafum bimaruf, outfrihum bi san. Oh you, mean, you are allowed to divorce your wives two times. After divorcing her the second time, either retain them in kindness with what is reasonable or let them go with honor. And then Allah Ta'ala mentioned after that some ayahs later on in the surah. أَنْ إِنْ يُقِيمَ حُدُودَ اللَّهِ So if the man divorces his wife the third time, she is not halal for him until she marries a new man. And if that new man divorces her, and the sunnah said has relations with her, and then he divorces her, then it's no problem for the first husband to remarry her again if the man and the woman thought that they can keep the limits that have been ordained by Allah. Anyone who is sitting in our masjid, anyone who you know, divorced his wife more than three times out of embarrassment. He didn't take witnesses and the wife is still with him. That is Zina. And those kids that come after that third divorce are Abna'u Zina. from the zina that people fall into is the zina of the nikah of the tahleel and the nikah of the shigar. The man divorces his wife three times and he has some level of taqwa. He knows she has to get married to someone else. So he does what the Prophet calls a taste and musta'ab. He borrows a bull. He borrows a stud and he says, come, I divorce my wife the third time, you marry her and make a halal for me and then I'll marry after you divorce her. He says, "Sallallahu Allah has cursed the stud and the one who asks him to do it. Zina. From the zina that the people fall into is the niqab a man wants to marry another man's daughter or sister and he has a daughter or a sister. So he says, I marry you to my daughter with no dowry. You marry me to your daughter with no dowry. That zina. is not permissible in that nikah is baltan. So a zina, ikhwani, it has levels. From what we just mentioned, all of that is from the qaba'ir and people have fallen into it. But even greater than that is the zina of as sihab واللواقر, the zina of homosexuality and the zina of lesbianism. The Prophet said, Kill the one who does it and the one who is being done to. Kill the one who was on top and the one who was on the bottom. Whether it's a man or a woman. And this is going to come, insha'Allah, in Kitabul al al Homosexuality. And how the companions looked at it. And how they used to punish them. And the severity and the seriousness of it. It's from the worst types of zina. And from the worst types of zina is the zina of having relations with animals. حسين صلى الله عليه وسلم من وجدتموه وقع على بهيمة فاقتلوه واقتلوا البهيمة قيل يا عبد الله بن عباس يا عبد الله بن عباس ما شاء البهيمة يعني ما ذنب البهيمة حتى تقتل قال رضي الله عنه لم أسمع من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في ذلك الشيء ولكن أعتقد أنه ما أراد أن ينتفع منه He says, on the authority of Abdullah ibn Abbas. If you find someone having relationships with an animal, kill the one who was doing it and kill the animal. They asked Abdullah ibn Abbas, what's the fall of the animal? What did the animal do? He said, I didn't hear Rasulullah say anything about why the animal was killed. But I believe, the reason why he said it is, he didn't want that animal to be benefited from. You can't eat his meat, you can't sell him, can't do anything with that animal. Once someone did something with the animal, the animal does not deserve the right to walk on the face of the earth. I saw with my own eyes, a program of a non-Muslim bragging about him being married to a donkey. And he kissed the donkey. And he bragged about the other things that he does with the donkey. And here comes the Muslim man and woman embarrassed about the opinions of those people. The aswaj of the Himar and kilap. Our women become embarrassed about wearing hijab from the opinions of those people. Zina. So with Zina it has anwa darajat. From the worst type of Zina is the zina that a man makes with his relative. The zina that a man makes with his relative, he does molestation to his stepdaughter. He molests his own daughter. He has relations with his brother's wife. Abdullah ibn Abbas and Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet ﷺ, لِيَنْيَزْنِيَ نِسْوَةٍ أَيْسَرُ عَلَيْهِ يَزْنِي For a man to commit fornication with ten women is better lighter for him, less in degree than for him to commit fornication with a woman of his neighbor. She's not even related to him. But because of the qur, that's the neighbor, the jar and the jarah. What about the qariba, the akar, the people who are close to him in his blood, his daughter, his wife's daughter. So from the qiyas and awla, if it is ten women for the neighbor, then what do you think is the situation for the person who has zina with a relative and that's going to come how the prophet ﷺ sent a companion to kill the man who married his wife his father's wife so a zina has levels the one who was married and he commits zina he is stoned to death. The one who was married, not married, and he commits zina, he is flogged 100 times, and he is put out and expelled from the city for a year. That comes from the sunnah. So those people come today and they say, we are the Qur'aniyoon. We don't believe in a Rajab. We don't believe in stoning. Because that's not in the Qur'an. Wallahi, they are liars. Because the ayah of stoning was in the book of Allah. And Allah took it out. He abrogated. There are different ways that the Quran and the Sunnah abrogate. Sometimes the ayat remains, but the hukum is not there. Sometimes the ayat is gone, and the hukum remains. The ruling. Like in the case of stoning. Rasulullah stoned six people. Six people during his time. So the Muslim says it's not in the Quran. <laughs> Alam Talam and Allah are a Kulishan Alam Talam and Allah, love Murku Samawati with Aruk. Wamana Kuminduni Layman William Walla Nasir. Am Turiduna and Tess Alura Sula Kum Kamasu in a Musa in Coven. Wame at the Beddel Imanabil Coffer for God Dulla Sawat Sabi. Allah doesn't cause an ayah to be abrogated or forgotten except that he replaces it with an ayah that is better than it or what is similar to it. Don't you know Muhammad that Allah can do whatever he wants to do? Don't you know belongs to Allah? What is in the heavens and the earth? And you have no wali and no nasir other than Allah? Or do you people wanna question your Nabi as Musa was questioned before? What color cow? How big is the cow? What portion should the cow live in? What, what, what? So that ayat was in the Qur'an and was abrogated. And I say right now that the ayat of Rajum is still in the Qur'an. It is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا أَتَاكُمْ الرَّسُولُ فَخُضُوا وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ فَانْتَهُوا What the Prophet wasallam ordered you people to do, take it. What he prohibits you from, leave it. So that shows that the aqiqah is in the Quran, the ahkam of al aqiqah in the Quran. The curse that he put upon the washima and the mustoshima and the wasila, all of that is in the Quran by that ayah. So with zina, different levels, of khwani, one person is stoned to death, the other person is expelled from the city, and he is flogged 100 times. Another point concerning Zina that is a critical point is that the vast majority of us sitting in this masjid have fallen into Zina. I'm not calling you brothers and sisters Zunat, especially the women, but most people have fallen into Zina. Abu Hurara Radiallahu Anu, Isa al Bukhariya Muslim, he said that Rasul said, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Allah Ketaba Alibni Adam Havguhum in azina, mudri qudalikalama hala, Fazin al Ainain anavr Wazin al-Lisana Nutq Wanafs Tamana wa Tashtehi Wanafsu Tamanna Dalik wa Tashtehi wa you said the Qudalik al-Farj aw you ket Allah has written on the sons of Adam, their portion of zina. They're going to fall into it and they can't help it. It's going to happen. The zina of the eyes is looking at what's haram. The zina of the tongue is mentioning those things that are haram. And the nafs desires it. It wants it and it desires it. And the private parts either make it a reality or protects them from it. You go outside of our masjid on Green Lane, you make a right on the corner of Green Lane and Coventry Road. The non-Muslims put up there a big poster giving dawah to lesbianism. Only a few meters away from our masjid. And I have to say this. I was in Luton recently. And the brothers from ut Tahrir, who I don't agree with, Their understanding of Islam and their way of establishing the Khilafah. But al-haq, you call. In Lutin, those brothers from Hizb tahrir they go around late at night, they get a ladder, they get up on top of the billboards, and they paint the naked ladies all black until all you see is her eyes, and it's like she has a jilbab on. (laughs) Wallahi, ni'ma ma fa'alu. When you see, like, the picture of the lady laying down on the water, when I first came upon it, I thought it was an adverb for a woman in jilbad, black jilbad, niqab, everything. Then I realized, that's that famous post of the lady laying on the water with the rocks on her back. So some of the brothers took from that sunnah and did the same thing here, but without the artistry of the Lutin people. Did the Muslims do that? Allahu Alam, Allahu Alam. And I'm not encouraging people to do that. But that's their freedom of speech. Muslims, we should make a point about issues like this. Those kofar should hear our opinion about issues like this. We should have enough organization, enough leadership to let those people know this is not tolerated in our community. Why by the masjid? They don't do it by the church. So we expect from the Muslim leadership to have a stance and to make positions. Let those people know. And if not, those people who do things like that, we say, if haraj. walaharaj. Azina, different levels and different degrees and different types. And Imam al Dahabi, Rahimahullah ta'ala, for ayat of the Quran. And a number of ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam concerning zina. The first ayat is the statement of Allah Taala: zina, innu kana fahisha wa Do not come close to a zina. It didn't say don't fall into zina. The ayah said, "Do not come close to a zina." For very, it is fahisha. And a terrible way to go, a terrible way. This ayat of the Qur'an, ikhwan, has given the ulama of al-islam and the Muslims a concept that we use in all aspects of our lives. And it is what is called sadd al Sadd al is closing the door of something before it happens. The best way to cure a sickness is preventing it. Al-wiqayah. Is the best ilaj for anything. You don't want to get cancer, don't smoke cigarettes. You don't want to become a drunk, don't drink humor You want to have religious children, don't let them watch TV unsupervised. Close the door. That's what this ayat is saying. Wala taqrabu zina. It didn't say don't fall into it, don't come close to it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated a number of ways. To prevent people from coming close to a zina, like the statement of the Quran: قُل مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ فَرُوجَهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا وَقُل مِنْ فَرُوجَهِنَّ وَلَا يُبْدِينَ إلا ما ظهر مِنْهَا Tell the women, the believing men Lower your gazes. Lower your gazes and protect your privates. That is better for you. And Allah is well aware of what you do. And tell the believing women, Lower your gazes and protect your privates. And do not expose your zina, your beauty, Except what must ordinarily appear. Her face and her hands. To the majority of the scholars. Some of them say, just one eye so that's one of the ways that Allah has legislated don't come close to a zina how do we not come close to zina beware of entering in upon the women and freely mixing with them as it is a part of our culture beware if you don't sit there Together, the brother-in-law will not fall in love with the sister-in-law. From the ways, he says ﷺ, "لا يخلو رجلٌ بامرأةٍ إلا كان الشيطان Huma A man is never alone with a woman except that a shaitan is the third of them. Don't be alone with the woman. And as Ibn Umarik said, "Radyallahu an." Azwajihin. Rasulullah prohibited us from talking to women except with the permission of their husbands. No man has the right to talk to another man's wife except with his knowledge and permission, to talk with his daughter except with his knowledge or his permission, his sister except with his knowledge or permission except what is necessary. She's the one who's going to serve you at the library. You have to talk to her. But we're talking about just sitting down, having conversations about marriage and what you like and what you don't like. What colors do you like? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite ice cream? That's haram. No one can marry a girl except that Hawali knows about it. So all of those are ways in which Al-Islam said, don't come close to a zina, and there are so many. The next ayat that Imam al-Dhahabi brings is the statement of Allah Ta'ala showing and proving a zina za kabir from the kabair. وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَأَ اللَّهِ إِلَهِ آخِرٍ وَلَا يَقْتُرُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ وَمَن يَفْعَى ذَلِكَ يَلْقَى أَثَّامًا And those people who do not make shirk with Allah, and they do not kill people who do not deserve to be killed, and they do not make zina, anyone who does that, they will receive their punishment. They will get their ithm for what they did. So that proves that zina is a major sin because Allah has mentioned that zina along with the shirk murder and then zina and that's the order that the majority of the scholars say the biggest of the kabairah in that order as shirk and then murder and then the greatest kabirah after murder is azina and zina is different levels and different degrees the man came and asked him sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya rasulullah ayyul kabirah." أكبر وأعظم عند الله قال صلى الله عليه وسلم أن تجأل لله ندا وهو خلقك قال ثم أي قال أن تقتل ولده خشية أن يتعم معك قال ثم أي قال أن تزاني حليل جارك يا رسول الله what's the worst kabira from the kabair that you make with Allah, another partner, and Allah created you. And then after that, that you kill your child out of fear that the child will eat with you and share your food thinking that you're going to be poor. So from Zina comes the baby. When the unwanted child comes, there's an abortion. He fell into murder and Zina to make shift with Allah, to kill your child or anyone else. Number three, which one Ya Rasulullah? That you commit zina with your neighbor's wife. All from the kabair He brought the third hadith or ayat or the fourth ayat the statement of Allah Ta'ala, "The adulteress and the adulterer, flog each one of them 100 lashes, and let not pity the fornicating woman and the fornicating man, flog both of them 100 times for what they did. Flog both of them 100 times and do not allow any mercy to cause you to refrain from flogging them in the religion of Allah. Stand up for the truth and establish the religion. Flog them. There's a very important point that we have to mention at this particular juncture, and we want every Muslim sister to open up her ears and to open up her eyes and her intellect and pay attention to this Latifa from the Quran, the hikmah of the Book of Allah, According to what the ulamath al-Islam understood. If you look at the Qur'an, brothers and sisters, and gathered many of the ayat, the majority of the ayat that mention men and women, whether they're believers or non-believers, Allah almost always, always in the Qur'an, mentions the men and He mentions the women. Over and over. al-muslimina wal-Muslimat, al-rijal. للرجال نصيب مما ترك الوالدان والأقربون وللنساء نصيب مما ترك الوالدان والأقربون للرجال نصيب مما اكتسبوا وللنساء نصيب مما اكتسبنا. So many آيات في القرآن. إما والكوفة ليعدب الله المنافقين والمنافقات والمشركين والمشركات على المُؤمنين والمُؤمنات. So many آيات في القرآن. لَوْلَا إِذْ سَمِعْتَمُوهُ ظَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ خَيْرًا When you heard it, when you heard the slander on Aisha, the believing men and the believing women should have thought about themselves good. But in this ayah, Allah mentioned the woman first. to The woman who a case and the man who a case flawed both of them 100 times. The scholar said, one of the wisdoms behind that, Ikhwani, is because ultimately the responsibility of the Zina falls on the shoulders of the girl. Because she's the one who's going to ultimately give the final word. Except for the one who rapes the woman. Another terrible form of a Zina is to rape someone. The one who steals something, when he steals it, he's not a believer, his iman leaves him. May the curse of Allah be upon the one who steals an egg, so his head is chopped off for stealing an egg. He did it multiple times, he's a pathological thief. So what about the one who steals that which is one of the most honorable things to the woman, and he rapes her? So the Rulamah of Al-Islam said, Allah mentioned the woman here as zaniya first, because ultimately the responsibility of a zina lies with the woman. So the Muslim woman has to be careful. All he's doing is trying to chat you up, and he's promising you so many things. He's not going to marry you. If he was going to marry you, he would have married you and gone about it the correct way. Promises, all kind of promises. Yeah, when we get married after we do it, I'm going to take you to Saudi Arabia, and you're going to study in Umar Qur'an, and I'm going to be over there, we're going to work, and you're going to memorize the Qur'an. Every year, I'm going to take you to your mother's house, and he's lying. So it's ultimately up to the girl. And for that reason, when some of the companions of Rasulullah ﷺ, they argued amongst themselves as to who would take custody of a child that was born from zina. Each one of them were making a claim that the child was a child from zina. The Prophet ﷺ said about that child, الولد al الحجر The baby belongs to the bed in which it was born on, to the mother. And the one who made the zina with her gets the rocks. Means you go away with nothing. You don't take the boy's name. He doesn't take your name. He's not from your loins. Our children are established through nikah. The child is established. And our lineage is established in Islam through the proper nikah. So we have to be diligent in marrying people the correct way. We have to be correct and serious in not having children, knowingly or unknowingly, in the, by the means and the ways that are not from Al-Islam. So that lady is responsible for that child. And the child becomes known as Abdullah ibn Fatima. Ahmed ibn Maryam. Because the father is not known. al so, Zina. The last ayat, is a statement of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala, ala zani La illa Wa La illa mushrikun Pay attention to this misunderstood ayat so that we insha'Allah taala, can open up the door of Rahmah and some of our brothers and sisters who want to get married to good people The ayah said that the man who was guilty of committing zina, he doesn't marry anyone except another woman who was guilty of zina or a mushrik. And the believing woman who was guilty of committing zina in her life, she doesn't marry anyone except another man who was guilty of zina or a mushrik. And that is haram on the believers. This ayah of the Qur'an is misunderstood. Some people understood that the ayat is saying that if a person committed zina, they can only marry a person also guilty of committing zina or marry a mushrik. And this is not the case. The revert who committed zina has children in jahiliyyah from the men or the women. When they come into islam it's permissible for them to marry the virgins from our community. The ayat is not what the scholars call the insha'ul hukum. It is not a ruling telling you, if you a zina, you only can marry a zaniya or a mushrika. It's haram to marry mushrik women. ولا تَنْكِهُ الْمُشْرِكَاتِ حتى ولا خير من ولو أَعْجَبَتْكُمْ Don't marry the disbelieving women, a mushrik women, until they believe. And the slave woman who is a believer is better than the mushrik women. Even though the mushrik women may please you. Men can't marry mushrik women, and definitely Muslim women can't marry them as well. So, the ayat is saying if a man wants to get married, or a woman wants to get married, it is not permissible to marry someone who is committing zina right now. Or someone who was a zani or a zaniya, and they didn't make toba from the zina that they committed. But if they made toba, al Islam wa qablu. Islam wipes away what went before. This ayat, as the scholars of the Tafsir of the Qur'an say, there's a science in the Qur'an called Asbab Al-Nuzul, the reason why the ayats were revealed. The scholars of Islam wrote books like that, and Imam Al-Waqidi, a sheikh Muqbal wrote one with only what is authentic, when a person knows why the ayat was revealed, he'll understand correctly the meaning of the ayat. So the Quran was revealed upon the companions. So, how is it possible someone's going to come today and say that the companions were kuffar? <laughs> there was a companion by the name of Marthad ibn Abi Marthad al anhu. his job was he used to leave Al Medina and go to Mecca and bring back the captives to bring them back to Medina to Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because that's money. Bring back the captives. So we have to sneak inside of Mecca and get the slaves and the people he was going to bring back and then get back to Al Medina. On one of his trips, he was in Medina and he was spotted by a woman by the name of Anak, Mushrik woman from Mecca. It was his girlfriend in Jahiliyah that he used to have illicit relationships with. When she noticed him after not seeing him for a long time because he made hijrah, she said, "Martha, marhaban bik, taal, wubit Indi, come, ya Martha, come and sleep with me tonight. Stay in my home tonight." Martha said, "Rabbil anhu, inna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam qad harma darika. Rasulullah made that haram." <coughs> Naha Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم an Mahr al-Baghi Rasulullah made it haram the price that you get, the money that you get from prostitution. Don't give it in sadaqah. Don't use it for anything. It's not permissible. Allah's Rasul made it haram. The lady got mad. So she called the people of Mecca and said, here is Martha. He's here to take the slaves. Get him. The scorn of a woman. So they went chasing after Marfit. He ran into the mountains of Mecca. He said, radiallahu Allah, I hid between some rocks in a little crevice. The eight of them came, and when they didn't find me, they decided to urinate all together and they urinated on me. And he was patient, fi sabilillah. He was patient for Allah and his messenger. He had a job. He has to get back to Mecca, to Medina. He went back to Medina told Rasulullah sallallahu the story. Rasulullah remained silent. He didn't know what was the ruling. Ya Rasulullah, Aswa anaq, this is what happened. She was my girlfriend in Jahiliyyah. I want to marry her. Can I marry her? He was quiet. And then Allah after some time, revealed this particular ayah. <coughs> The one who is a fornicator only marries another woman who is a fornicator. Who doesn't see that as being haram or being a big issue. Or marries a mushrik because they don't see it as being big. And the lady who is a fornicator will only marry another man who is guilty of it. Because he doesn't see it as she doesn't see it as being big. Or she marries a mushrik because they don't see it as being haram. So it is not permissible for a believing man to marry a woman who is a zaniya. That's the reason why this particular ayat of the Qur'an was revealed. So those are the ayat that imam Al-Zahabi brought in this particular chapter. Concerning the issue of marrying the woman who is Guilty of committing zina, or the woman marrying a man who was guilty of committing zina, this is permissible if they made toba. This is permissible. Al Islam, a toba wipes away what went before it. In addition to that, Allah has mentioned to the men in the Quran and the women, in so many ayat and the number of ayat about the permissibility of marrying women like the statement of Allah in the Qur'an. You men, if you want to marry the women, marry them after you've gotten the permission from their fathers, from their awliya and pay them their dowries and marry the women who are chas, muhsanat, ghayr musafihat not the ones who make zina wala ahdan, and not the women who have boyfriends that's what he said to the men and he described the women who we marry he said to the men or to the women about marrying men who are like that in surah al-ma'idah وَالْمُحْسَنَاتُ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْمُحْسَنَاتُ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ إِذَا آتَيْتَمُهُنَّ أَجُورُهُنْ مُحْسِنِينَ غَيْرُ مُسَافِهِينَ وَلَا مُتَّخِذِ أَذْدَانِ And permissible for you men to marry are the virtuous, righteous, believing women, and the virtuous, righteous women from Ahlul Kitab who were given the book before you. Marry them and give them their dowries. And you men, be upright, don't commit zina, and don't have girlfriends. So we can marry women from al-Kitab, but if the lady is a zania practicing zina now, it's haram. If the al-Kitab lady is having other relationships, haram. It's not permissible. As it relates to the hadith of Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Al-Imam al-Dhahibi rahimahullah ta'ala, he brought these few hadith, we'll read the next two and we'll stop here. Bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Qala al-Imam al-Dhahibi wa qala alayhi sallatu wa sallam, Na yazni yazani hina yazni wa huwa mu'min. Wa la yasriqo sariqo hina yasriqo wa huwa mu'min. Mu'min. A man does not commit zina while he's doing it and he remains a believer. Nor does he drink khamur, smoke, crack, do narcotics while he's doing it, except that he's not a believer. And a man does not... doesn't commit zina, he doesn't make zina, drink khamar, nor does he steal while he is a mu'min. The second hadith is similar to that, if a slave commits zina, iman comes off of him and out of him. And if he goes back, when he leaves the zina, that's when his iman comes back to him. This is not an authentic hadith. Whoever makes zina or drinks khamr, Allah Ta'ala takes away from him the iman, the way he takes off of the thobe from himself. These three ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa are ahadith that are most understood by the khawarij and the people who make takfir. The people want to make takfir of people. They love making takfir of the Muslims. The hadith said, the person when he commits zina, he's not a mu'min. When he drinks khamar, he's not a mu'min. When he steals, he not, he's not a mu'min. So they must be kufar. That's the position of the mutazila that's the position of the khawarij. But the position, ikhwani, of al-Sunnah al-Hadith is that anyone who commits any of these sins, while he's doing it, he's not a mu'min kamilul iman. His iman is not complete. And iman goes up when you obey Allah, and your iman goes down when you disobey Allah. The bigger the crime, the bigger the, the noob and the ma'asi, the more your iman will go down. But you will always have iman. And whether you make tawbah or not, from the sin that you committed, you're under the mashia of Allah. If He wants, He'll forgive you. If He doesn't want, He won't forgive you. You don't go outside of the religion of Al Islam. The Prophet wasallam, as we mentioned, the lady al-ghamadiya, anha, committed zina and was stoned to death. And the companion, the companion said some things. He said, don't help the shaitan over her. If you put her iman on the scale, the iman of people in Medina on the other scale, her iman from the toba will be better and more than theirs. And he prayed over her. And he prayed over the maiz man. If they were kufar, would he pray the salat al-janazah over them? He didn't pray the salat of al-janazah over the one who had a debt, and he prayed over the one who had the had from the hudud of Allah established. He wouldn't pray the janazah over a non-Muslim. So those hadith are talking about the completion of a person's iman. We're going to stop here, inshallah, ta'ala, because it's a relatively long bath. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to protect our eyes, our tongues, our hearts, our mind, our children, our women, ourselves from azina zina in all of its shapes, form, fashions. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to take us out of the environment that is not conducive to a man or a woman having an izza and sharah, prevents a woman from being aziza and sharifa and that al-hayat she can't have hayat because in order to survive, she has to be aggressive and she has to live despite herself. And that's why for most of us, al-Hijrah from these environments are an obligation. Az-Zina is a kabira from the Kabair. From Az-Zina, Ikhwani is the man who marries a woman and he runs off with her without getting the permission of her parents. That's Zina. You have to have the wali. There has to be a wali in the nikah. La nikah, illa bi wali. If the person is Hanafi, and he really believed with ikhlas and sincerity, that the Hanafi way is correct in that, then that is not zina. He made a mistake. When they came to Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu, and Abu Hurara in another incident, the man said, I committed zina with this woman, and I want to marry her. Abu Hurairah said, Marry her and be quiet about the zina. The people were sitting there, they said, How could you allow him to marry her? He said, رضي الله عنه كان أول أمرهم السفاح وآخر أمرهم النكاح Their beginning was zina and their end was marriage. So if a person makes a mistake and he wants to rectify it, don't go broadcasting. You'll make a fitna for yourself. Those people who know that you can't marry a woman without a wali, if you marry her and elope, and you consummate, you have committed zina in the religion of Islam. And that child is uh, Ibn Zina bintu Zina. So let us protect our privates as the ayat of the Qur'an said, وَحْفُضُ Let them protect their privates. When you protect it, you protect your lineage.